a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. Um, I just got a text message, and it says, Lee, are you purposely not mentioning that Zach Wilson is the nephew of David Neeleman? Earlier in the program today, I spent uh, about 10 minutes praising David Neeleman for uh, this new airline that he has. Uh, well, he announced its formation last year or late 2019. And I've been a big Neeleman fan forever, right? The founder of JetBlue, the founder of Morris Air in the early 90s here in Utah. I followed his career pretty closely. I just uh, I like his entrepreneurial approach. And this text message here says, are you purposely not mentioning that Zach Wilson's nephew of Dan Neeleman? Uh, I, let, me, let me admit that I did not know that that was his nephew. And so uh, together we are good. Yeah, look at this. Huh. I I didn't know. Uh, no texter. I was not purposely not mentioning it. Uh, but thanks to you, now I know that uh, that there is a nephew uncle relationship there between uh, Zach Wilson of BYU quarterback fame and uh, David Neeleman. Oh, very cool. You learn something new uh, every day. Uh, listen, it's two oh eight. That means we're a few minutes late now for the top two at 2 o'clock, the top two news stories of the day that I think might warrant a little bit of time uh, discussed around your kitchen table uh, chatting with the family as you gather together to break bread. The first story uh, stems from uh, some of the announcements made last night uh, in a primetime address. You heard it here live uh, in its entirety, delivered from the White House by President Joe Biden. It was just a few hours after he signed into law that uh, nearly $2 trillion stimulus package, the one that uh, ultimately will lead to about 7 or $8 billion sent here to the great state of Utah. Uh, some of that in the form of direct payments. And you know what? I, I was surprised when yesterday it was signed into law. We learned that, that some of those uh, who qualify to be on the receiving end of those direct payments may very well uh, see them directly deposited into their accounts this weekend. So you may you, you may be $1,400 richer this weekend, thanks to uh, the signing of that bill into law. Uh, what are you going to do with that money? Well, that's a tired question. We've asked it 100 times. Uh, but I, I am curious still. 57500 is the Utah Community Credit Union text line if you want to weigh in and share uh, what you intend to do with your $1,400. Anyway, a few hours after President Biden signed that into law, he stepped up to the microphone and, uh, and shared about a 20-minute address. Tonight, I'd like to talk to you about where we are. As we mark one year since everything stopped because of this pandemic, a year ago, 
were hit with a virus that was met with silence and spread unchecked, denials for days, weeks, then months, that led to more deaths, more infections, more stress, and more loneliness. Those are the first 28 seconds of the president's remarks last night. In the first 15 seconds, he had already uh, taken a shot at the prior administration. Now, easy with the whataboutisms. I I know what some of the texters uh, are, are going to say. Uh, Lee, what about the, the division of the past administration? I'm not talking about the past administration. President Biden is. The one that called for unity. Remember? Uh, anyway, I, I'm sorry. I, I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have dredged up that old observation of mine. We should focus on the substance of the address, right? And, and there were two big announcements. Oh, cool. Uh, Texter says I'll use uh, Biden stimulus to buy firearms. Cool. We, we, well, I'll tell you what. If, you, if you're listening, Texter, right now, uh, between you and me, what, what are you going to get? You got. You got. Let's say you got fourteen hundred bucks to spend. Uh, you can blow it all on one. Or you can split it up and buy some uh, lesser expensive firearms. What, what's on your What's on your shopping list? I want to hear. Uh, sorry, I'm, I'm a gun guy, and I'm going to uh, fall victim to any gun opportunity to chat that is presented before me. Anyway, let's go back to the White House, okay? Uh, the president yesterday uh, made, uh, again, about 20 minutes worth of remarks, uh, announced a few things. Number one, it is his uh, objective to, and it's his goal, to make the vaccine available to all adults by May 1st available to all adults across the United States by May 1st. He says that uh, he is very encouraged by Johnson & Johnson, uh, recently announcing a partnership with, is it Merck? Is that the company? Uh, a, a partnership that is, uh, well, going to, first off, an unlikely partnership, these two companies, competitors traditionally, and they will come together to uh, bolster up production. Uh, the If you remember, on day one of the Biden administration, he said that his goal was to get 100 million, 100 million vaccines distributed by within his first uh, 100 days. And uh, adjusting that yesterday, he said that it's the estimate of, you know, the smart people working for him today that he'll be able to meet, that we will be able to meet that 100 million dose distribution goal by the 60th day. So uh, the 60th day of his administration. So whatever January 20 plus 60 is, that's when we should see about 100 million. Uh, I I did the math uh, and broke down the various states and what pace they needed to maintain to to get us to that goal uh, put forth by President Biden. And for the state of Utah, you know, based on the size of our population and all, we needed to uh, average about we uh we needed to average about 10 or 11,000 doses of the vaccine distributed uh per day and that would be our share like if we if we were to do that and then proportionately all the other states were able to uh keep pace that would lead us to the the 100 million well guess what what we needed was was 10 million here in the state or I'm sorry 10,000 daily here in the state of Utah just yesterday, just yesterday, the state of Utah vaccinated 30,300 people, 30,300 people. That brings us to a grand total of 967,481 total vaccines distributed here in the state of Utah. That's pretty darn good. 
okay, so that's the first story. All the announcements coming from the Biden administration on the vaccine timeline uh, and how they relate to things here in the state of Utah. The second big story of the day uh, we're going to cover after the break, and it has to do with a pair of firearms legislate pair of firearm bills. Background checks. That was the topic up for a vote in the House of Representatives just yesterday. What were the two bills? Did they pass? Who supported them? And what does it mean for you? We'll find out next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.